Good morning. This is the really, really worrying podcast that no one should ever listen to. Oh, that's wrong. That's better. This is the really, really boring podcast that no one should ever listen to. Alright, here we are. Episode 21. Yeah. Which is actually episode 20 because one disappeared. And this is our final episode of season one. We're deciding that we're going to start a new season. Does that mean it's going to be different? Probably not. No. Just uh, Marceline here really, really wants it to be the end of the season. And we're going on holiday for one or two weeks. And so we won't be around for a little while. You can go back and listen to some of our older podcasts if you really want to listen to us again. But who would? We're really boring. And um, this is, as I said, Marceline, and I'm Peter Petercan, and this is the really, really boring podcast that no one should ever listen to. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Say something. Me? Mm. Why don't I have to say something? Well, it's your podcast. Mm. Okay, we were going to talk about the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle. And so... I was going to call it Tales from the Beyond. The Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, sure. Tales from the Beyond. <laughs> Triangle. Let's search up and see what we get. The Bermuda Triangle. Let's start with Wikipedia. It's always a good place to start. Yeah. The Bermuda Triangle, <clears throat> also known as the Devil's Triangle, is an urban legend focused on a loosely defined region in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean where a number of aircraft and ships are said to have disappeared under mysterious circumstances. The idea of the area as uniquely prone to disappearances across the mid-20th century, but most reputable sources dismiss the idea that there is any mystery. Now, it, it's a triangle in that it has three sides, like any triangle. Uh, its northern point is in Bermuda. It comes across to the very southern part of Florida, and then down to the south and hits Puerto Rico, then back up to Bermuda. So people literally live inside There are a few who live in it on some islands between Florida and Puerto Rico. <clears throat> it's mostly empty. And I guess most of the disappearances happen like in the middle part where there is nothing but ocean and air. At least that's what people think. So, the Bermuda Triangle. Have you heard of it before? You probably have. If you haven't, it's a, it's a mysterious place. And um, Wikipedia here is kind of dismissing it. But, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Marceline, on the Bermuda Triangle? No idea. Let's look a little deeper. As we talked in episode 21, I said I really want to fall. Did I say in the episode that I really want to fly over the moon? You did. You said that last week. I don't know if you said it in the episode or after, but you definitely said it to me. Yeah. So I've I've always wanted to like fly over the boom, like the center of the boom minute triangle and see what happens. Hmm. I I don't know if we hear much about it these days. Like I haven't heard of things disappearing lately. Um. I remember as a kid, because I was very interested in UFOs and all the mysteries surrounding that and abductions and all that kind of stuff. I was very interested in that. And so I did a little bit of um, learning about the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I remember there was a song when I was a kid called Flight 19 about, uh, I think it was World War Two. Some fighters flew over the Bermuda Triangle and they just saw this bright light above them and then they just disappeared. How do you know they saw the bright light above? They radio, they had radio contact, and then they just gone. We might come across that one as we talk about some of the stories of the Bermuda Triangle. Um, let's start with five famous mysterious stories of the Bermuda Triangle. That's a good one to start with. Uh, happens to be one of the most mysterious places on the planet, according to this article. Located off the southeastern coast of the U.S. in the Atlantic Ocean between Bermuda, Florida and Puerto Rico, the region has become the center of un- 
Resolved Mysteries. So that's 440,000 square miles. And it's part of a busy shipping route with several vessels heading to America, Europe and the Caribbean crossing through every day. It is more due to the inexplicable outcomes that make it a highly studied yet enigmatic component of the Earth's surface. Over the centuries, many ships and planes have been reported to have mysteriously disappeared in the region. Um, The Bermuda Triangle was first used by Vincent Gaddis in 1964 in his article published in Argosy magazine. So before that, it was never really referred to as this, you know, the Bermuda Triangle. But the stories around it began in Christopher Columbus' time when he reportedly saw a flame of fire crashing into the sea in the Triangle during his first voyage to the New World. Wow. So way back in... When did Christopher Columbus discover... Well, he didn't discover, but... When did he first go to the the uh, New World? Was it the 16th, 17th century? Sometime around there. Uh, however, the mysterious behaviour of the region came to the public attention only in the 20th century when the Navy cargo ship USS Cyclops with more than 300 people on board went missing in the Bermuda Triangle. The latest incident in the region is a disappearance of a small twin-engine plane in May this year. This year, let's see when this this was written in 2021. Okay. Uh, four people on board the plane suddenly disappeared from radar when it was flying from Puerto Rico to Florida and the debris from the missing plane was found later. So it was a crash. Didn't just disappear. Uh, accidents often mysterious continue to happen in the Bermuda Triangle region many have offered a number of explanations for the mystery behind them the role of paranormal activities and the presence of aliens have been strongly suggested by those who believe something odd is happening while many with scientific views disputed this argument offering rational explanations to the phenomenon well let's see can we get to some of the stories or it could just be the government hiding something Mm, could be what do you think that could be? I don't know. The gov- it could be... It could be like a spot where aliens like kind of like stay and then the government's like, let's go there. Hmm. And then they surround it. People that get too close to it end up finding themselves at it and then either get their memories wiped, changed, or... So you think it could be a secret government base hidden underwater or something? Yeah. Which government? Because it's not in any... It's kind of open ocean, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The United States government? Yeah, like the United States would go there and take it because nobody would ever think a government would go into a mysterious triangle right in the centre. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, let's have a look at some of the famous Bermuda Triangle stories. We've got five of them here. We can delve deeper if there's time. There probably will be. The Mary Celeste is number one. Possibly one of the most mysterious stories of shipwrecks, the ship is a tale of its own. Despite being found adrift in some other location in the Atlantic Ocean, the connection to the Bermuda Triangle had been somehow invoked to find an answer to the mystery of its fate. So this is 1874, with everything right in the place except for the entire crew. So there's a ship found stranded on the sea days after starting its journey from New York to Genoa, Italy. So it's leaving from New York, it's going to Italy. There were seven crew members and Captain Benjamin Briggs, his wife and their two-year-old daughter on board the vessel loaded with raw alcohol. Mm-hmm. Days after, when passing a British ship called Digratia found Mary Celeste under partial sail in the Atlantic off the Azores Island. The ship was unmanned with no crew aboard and the lifeboat was also missing. So, nine of the barrels were empty and there was a sword on the deck, but no trace of the people aboard the vessel or the missing lifeboat has ever been found. So, everything on the ship was intact. No... uh, No possibility of a pirate attack because there was nothing broken there was barrels of alcohol still there their belongings were there of the crew and the passengers not many passengers just the wife and the child of the of the captain 
Um, yeah. So imagine that this ship leaves from New York mm-hmm. and then never arrives at its destination. Another ship finds it somewhere in the Atlantic with its sails partially up. No one on board. So the lifeboat. So they could take lifeboat gone, but none of their belongings had been touched. There was a sword lying on the deck. Um, several barrels of the alcohol were empty, but and it's not drinkable alcohol. It's raw alcohol. Like you wouldn't drink it. It's just. And all the other alcohol is still there. So it wasn't ransacked. wasn't attacked by pirates. Everybody just gone. It could have been... It, it could have been a pirate attack, except they decided not to break anything. Yeah. And some people tried <clears throat> so to... So it's, it's unlikely. Fight. And then they ended up getting off and taking raw alcohol. Yeah. If, if the only way it could be a pirate attack is if the pirates were only interested in taking people. Um, there was a few sur- theories surrounding the idea around the mystery of the Mary Celeste uh, criminal conspiracy alien abduction and an, even an attack by a giant squid but if a giant squid attack wouldn't have damaged the boat I can't I think that it's possible uh, natural disaster was also on the list an undersea earthquake um, if it was an undersea earthquake then wouldn't the ship kind of be knocked around? That's what I would think. And if it was a natural disaster, wouldn't they have taken their belongings before? Well, maybe not. Was... Maybe they had to. They thought they had to get off the ship as as soon as possible. Jumped in the lifeboat with nothing but what was on their backs, I suppose. But as it says here, however, as much as these speculations seem reasonable, they clearly don't fit. After all. Why would a perfectly skilled crew on a good weather day with this ship entirely uncompromised, abandoned and then never surface again? It's a mystery. Unless they were abducted by... Well, being abducted would probably be the the closest to logical answer. Mm. Because all of them are gone. The lifeboat is taken, which means they probably tried to escape. And there was a sword on deck, so someone tried to fight them. Yeah. But that does not mean the lifeboat, the lifeboat got popped. It's an interesting one. Uh, obviously, you know, you could come up with theories all day long, but that's freaky to me. Like, you imagine finding a ship, everything intact, pretty much, um, except for the empty barrels of alcohol. Don't really know why that was emptied, but... Otherwise, nothing been touched, no one there. Completely, like, that would be eerie, finding a ship just drifting in the ocean, no one on board. Jumping on it, finding a sword on deck, finding five barrels of raw alcohol just empty and the rest and everything else just... Everything else just, like except for the lifeboat being gone. Perfectly folded and then the lifeboat's just gone and that's it. Crazy. And that's the kind of things we're looking at here. I think it wasn't found in the Bermuda Triangle, but I guess the theory is that it, it went through the Bermuda Triangle. And they all disappeared there. And um, I don't know why a ship leaving from New York, though, to Italy would travel so far south through the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know. There's a few things there I'm not sure about. But anyway, should we move on to number two? Yep. Ellen Austin. It is an unnerving triangle mystery associated with the American White Oak schooner, Ellen Austin. So that's another boat called the Ellen Austin. 1881, the 210 feet long Ellen Austin was going to New York from London. I suppose if... I suppose if these boats are going through the Bermuda Triangle, going from New York to Europe, I guess maybe they do go that way I don't know maybe they stop it seems a bit weird because if you look at geographically New York's at kind of the northern part of the United States the Bermuda Triangle is right down the south Europe's in the north as well so I don't know why you would go that far anyway it did it doesn't matter why it did it went through the Bermuda Triangle 
she stumbled upon a derelict near the Bermuda Triangle. Everything seemed fine with the unidentified schooner drifting just north of the Sagarasso Sea, uh, but the missing crew. So once again, we got a missing crew. Captain Baker of the Allen Austin asked to observe the derelict. So the derelict is a is a, a ship for two days to make sure it's not a trap. So he's watching the ship for two days, worried that there might be pirates on board waiting to trap them. So after two days of no response of the ship, the captain entered the abandoned vessel with his crew to find the well-packed shipment and no sign of the crew. To tow it back with Ellen Austin, the captain placed a prize crew on the ship set to sail together. However, after two days of sail on calm waters, a squall separated the path of the two ships following which the derelict vanished. Days after the storm, according to the stories, Captain Baker's lookout could spot the vessel through his spyglass and he realised the vessel drifting far away aimlessly once again. Finally, after hours of effort, Austin, Ellen Austin could catch up with the vessel, but strangely, no one was on board. However, another version of the story suggests a second attempt by Baker to bring her back to land, but ended with the same fate before Ellen Austin, before abandoning the cursed vessel. So what? So they tried so bringing it back to land. They they watched it for two days. They boarded it. They put a crew on there so that they could sail both ships back. Fine for a couple of days, and then a little a little storm came, separated the two. Mm. By the time they found it, once again, no one on board. That's crazy. So you find a ship, no one's on it. You put a crew on it. You sail, this freak storm comes up, separates you, find it again, crew gone. Again. And then there's another version of the story where they do it a third time before abandoning it. I, I don't know if you'd do that, would you? No. So, I don't know, I think that might be a bit of a... If the first time myth. and then you like logically like, oh, well, maybe they left or something. And so we'll just sail both ships back because then we've got an extra ship. And then mm. the crew goes missing again out of a freak storm. I'd be like... Something's not right. Another version of the story says that there was a crew on it, but they were different. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that one. Like there was another, there was still a crew on it, but they were different people. That sounds a bit far fetched to me. But um, so what? It just switched people. Yeah, like <laughs> you know the people we left on this ship. Well, this is our ship. That sounds a bit weird. That that sounds like the kind of story that from people tell it. Because this is back in the 1800s. So, you know, this story is not shared on an internet forum where you can't change it. It's just spoken mouth to mouth through bars and whatever. So people would change, like Chinese whispers, people would change the story. Uh, but that's that's pretty crazy. That's, that's uh, pretty crazy on the scale of craziness. Number three, the USS Cyclops. The disappearance of USS Cyclops, one of the Navy's biggest fuel ships, marks the largest loss of life in the history of the US Navy in a single incident. This is 1918. This massive ship set out to sail from Brazil to Baltimore. See, that I can understand it going through the Bermuda Triangle. Brazil, in the southern hemisphere, has to go north to Baltimore, which is in the, in the, in the north. Uh, through the Bermuda region carrying 10,800 tons of manganese manganese ore with about 309 crew members on board. Setting off on a fairly good day, this ship's first and only message indicated no sorts of troubles. However, the ship was never heard from again. Manganese ore, what's that? Manganese, manganese. I've heard of it. I'm trying to think what it is. Let's look it up. Look up manganese. Oh, look up doesn't know what manganese is. I don't want 13 free maritime books. Manganese or... Um, manganese is used for iron and steel manufacture. Oh. Yeah, so it's an ore like um, that they find in the dirt is mined and they can make iron and steel from it I think I did know that anyway okay. so it had a lot of ore that they were going to turn to metal ship was never heard from again so they searched the whole area as you would if you've lost 
nearly 11,000 tons of ore. Uh, but no remains of the ship or any crew members aboard have ever been found. The captain never sent a distress signal and no one on board responded to radio calls from any other vessels in the vicinity. Naval investigators also failed to find a definitive cause for its disappearance, though there were a number of theories suggesting various reasons. Uh, it's a list of more than 100 ships and planes to have vanished under strange circumstances in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, see, that so, kind of crazy. That's a big ship. 309 crew members and it just disappeared yeah never heard from no distress signal just gone so that's pretty crazy you think about that like you've got a massive ship huge crew that would have radio um, that they could have you know radioing people and uh, selling sending out messages if their ship is sinking it's not going to sink like that it's going to take some time to sink. They would have sent out a distress signal of some kind, you would think. Weather was fine. What happened to it? Gone. It... 309 souls lost. There are multiple things. Like mm. It could have been pirates came, murdered the crew, never sent the distress signal. And then made the ship sink. That would... Yeah, that's possible, I suppose. If they snuck on board and killed the radio operators and took control of the ship, I suppose. It's a lot of ore that they might have wanted. Another country might have taken it, I guess. Yeah, it could have been another country taking all that ore. It's just one of those ones that's, um, you know, like it says, over a hundred ships and planes have vanished under strange circumstances of the Bermuda Triangle. That's why it has this reputation. Why we're talking about it today. So yeah, that's that's one possible explanation. I can't think of many more. Mm. Like aliens abducted the ship, but then why wouldn't they just leave the ship like drift like the other ones? It's not like the whole thing could have exploded. Like, ore isn't... It's not like it was TNT, you know. If it was 11,000 tonnes of TNT, then maybe it could have blown into a million pieces. But even that, like, you'd be able to see... They'd find parts. No, but even that, like, you'd be able to see the explosion because the mushroom cloud from that, you'd probably be able to see from the edge of the Bermuda Triangle as they were sitting in the Maybe if you were looking at it at that time. But, yeah, that's just a crazy one, isn't it? Yeah. Um... And we don't know. Number four, Carol A. Deering, a five-masted commercial schooner. That, who calls their ship Carol A. Deering? That's an interesting name. Very specific. A five-masted commercial schooner is one of the most written-about maritime mysteries of the 20th century due to the complete mystery around its abandonment. It's another one that people are just gone. On January 31, 1921... It was found hard aground on the treacherous rocks of Hatteras Diamond Shoals, North Carolina. There were speculations that the vessel was involved in rum running. Because this was back in um, in the time of Prohibition. Do you know what Prohibition was? So Prohibition was in the United States. Alcohol was illegal. Oh, yeah. So there was speculation. So people were saying that this ship was running rum illegally probably from other countries and then smuggling it into the United States when alcohol was illegal. I reckon pirates... Is the alcohol still on the ship or not on Well, let's keep going. Because there were speculations that it was rum running, but they they don't know for sure. So I'd say there wasn't any on it. However, when the investigation team from Barbados reached the vessel after days of effort in the rough sea, they found... What they found was a deserted ship with all crew members missing along with the crew's personal belongings, ship navigational equipment, logbooks and life rafts, among others. Often known as Ghost Ship of the Outer Banks, the disappearance of Carol A. Deering, along with few other vessels during the same time period in the Bermuda Triangle area, has been valuable information on the mystery waters, but nothing could bring anyone any closer to solving this mystery. So, what, so we just don't know. So they just abandoned the ship. So they abandoned the ship, but this time they actually took their stuff. And the ship's navigational equipment, its logbook and life rafts were gone. Why would you need its navigational equipment? 
Reports suggest that as many as nine vessels disappeared during this period from the same region, none of which were ever heard from again. So I, I that's, wanna, yeah. I want to know why they left the ship when the ship's, like, totally fine. Yeah, I know. Doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't say much more information about that. Witchcraft. On December 22, 1967, a cabin cruiser na- named Witchcraft left Miami with her Why captain Dan Boyd and his friend Father Patrick Horgan. That's just what he named his, uh, his ship. Witchcraft. Let's see if some witchcraft happens. The two gentlemen's journey on the 23-foot luxury yacht was to enjoy the wonderful view of Miami's Christmas lights. However, after reaching just one mile offshore, the Coast Guard received a call from the captain stating the ship had hit something, but there was no substantial damage. Indicating help to be towed to the shore, the Coast Guard set off immediately reaching witchcraft as many as 19 minutes alone, but to nothing. The area indicating the ship's location was completely deserted, with no signs of any ship having been stranded or even present there previously. What's most intriguing about this story is that this particular cruiser was virtually unsinkable, not to mention numerous life-saving devices present aboard, including life jackets, lifeboats, flares, distress signal devices, etc. None of them was used and the ship was gone. The Coast Guard officials... Searched hundreds of square miles of the ocean over the next few days, but were unsuccessful. Nothing of the ship has been found until this day. The ship is gone, and what remains only the speculation can be done now. So just... They made a call, 1967. Made a call to the Coast Guard. We've hit something, but don't think we're damaged. Um, They went out to find it. Gone. Gone. Disappeared. Nothing. I say it was virtually unsinkable. Yeah, with all this flotation devices and everything. Lifeboats, life jackets, but but the ship was gone. And they searched a huge area of ocean looking for it. Nothing. Just gone. Disappeared. That's not good. Let's look up Bermuda Triangle theories. One of the theories is going to be alien. Seven chilling conspiracy theories about the Bermuda Triangle. Let's have a look at that. From the supernatural to the super ridiculous, these tales involve wormholes, manufacturing compasses, and even Atlantis. Sounds interesting. Uh, let's see. A lot of this is information that we've already shared. Uh, theories behind the rash of tragedies run the gamut from supernatural causes like aliens and time warps to extreme weather events like water spouts and rogue waves. According to the US Coast Guard and NOAA, whatever that is, there is no evidence that ships or planes disappear more frequently in the Bermuda Triangle than they do anywhere else in the world. I guess it is a pretty busy section of the ocean. Um, anyway, let's have a look. Wait, the pirates still exist? Yeah, pirates do still exist. But they're not like, yo-ho, me hearties, and a bottle of rum. No. No, but there are people out there who attack ships and take their cargo. So that's... Yeah. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there was a movie I watched. Um, these pirates took over a ship. Can't remember what it's called. It was based on a true story. So Can't think of the name of it. Just the, um, 2023 pirates. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, there's been so many different stories. Those five that we shared are just five of the many, many stories of the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, 14 men in five torpedo bombers went missing. 31 passengers aboard a commercial a flight missing. Hmm? Tor- torpedo bomber. Tor- the type of bomber, type of uh, plane. Uh, we did read about the US naval ship carrying 30, 306 men. Um, but these are some of the theories. 
around what the Bermuda Triangle is and why so many um, mysterious disappearances. Okay, first one. Atlantis. It was Charles Berlitz himself who forwarded the idea that the lost city of Atlantis was somehow responsible for the shipwrecks and plane crashes in the Bermuda Triangle. Since then, others have piled onto this theory, arguing that technology developed by Atlanteans, including crystal energies, is still active on the seafloor, causing mechanical malfunctions in the boats and planes above. The biggest flaw in this theory, of course, is that Atlantis isn't real. What do you think? Atlantis? I don't know. Wouldn't Wouldn't we be able to, like, see under the ocean enough I guess we haven't really but I don't think the ocean's that deep there so if Atlantis was below the Bermuda Triangle wouldn't we have found it hmm. maybe not maybe I'm not sure I'm not an expert I still want to follow like all the signs and stuff of where Atlantis is meant to be there's like mm. special statues and stuff that like point certain directions mm. where Atlantis is meant to be I, I still want to go on like an ex- an excursion. Well, we could go down the rabbit hole here and start like looking into is Atlantis real? Where would Atlantis have been? But uh, that's probably a topic for another day. Um, but yeah, interesting theory. I don't think so. What do you think? I would say you could say that Atlantis was literally anywhere in the ocean. Hmm. But the mythology behind it, you'd have to follow where the mythology goes. Yep. And I don't reckon it's put directly in a triangle. You don't think it would be there. Okay. So you believe Atlantis could be a real place, but you don't think it's in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Atlantis Atlantis doesn't have to be this special crystal place. It could just literally be a city that was on an island that was named Atlantis that sunk under the water and nobody ever saw it again. Whereas I think Atlantis was probably just a myth. And then people just made it all up to be this old... Like, yeah, exactly. ...place full of crystal energy. Yeah. Stuff. Okay, theory number two. Rogue waves. A rogue wave is an unusually large and unpredictable swell of water, typically twice as tall as the waves around it. A few years ago, scientists at the University of Southampton in England claimed that the waters of the Bermuda Triangle were especially ripe for rogue waves due to storms moving in from all sides. Some of the waves the researchers posited could reach 100 feet in height. While the scientists' work garnered a ton of attention, it couldn't explain what would cause an airplane to crash in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That could explain the, the missing ships. Could it explain a crew disappearing from a ship? Not really. No, in, unless... Unless, I don't know, the crew abandoned the ship and then a rogue because wave... Because of the wave, yeah. And then a rogue wave, like, like missed mm. the ship. Or it, the the ship actually, like, they, they, they panicked, jumped in the life raft, got smashed by the rogue wave and died, but then the ship was okay. Yeah, and the ship just took it on. Which would be ironic, wouldn't it? Because, you know, took you get in the life raft to save yourself, but if you'd stayed in the ship, you would have been fine. Yeah. It, it'd take it. It'd take. It'd be like. It'd be like taking, like the wave is a bullet to a tank. Mm. So it would tank it, and then, and because all the people freaked out and got on the lifeboat, thinking it wasn't going to help, and the ship just like took it and then dried off, and nothing else was broken. But then that wouldn't explain why a single sword was sitting on the deck. Just no reason, and why the yeah. barrels were all perfectly sitting in the same spot, except, except for the five that were being empty. Except for the five yeah. that were empty, except they were sitting in the exact same spot as well. Mm. So, so we're gonna say that one's unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could explain some, but not all of them. Yeah, no. I think that I think if you're saying that rogue waves is the reason for all the disappearances, I think you're stretching a bit too. Too far there. You know, roadways could be. I don't know, you know that big ship that they got hit by something? Yeah. Yeah, maybe a rogue wave just absolutely destroyed them and it was dark and they didn't see it coming. And they hit a rock, 
but the ship got around it. Hmm. And then the lifeguard just didn't look hard enough. Yeah, maybe. So. It's a lot of ocean to cover. I guess the thing about it is, it's not just that it's one of these incidents, it's because there's so many of them that makes people think, you know, if you if, if it was just one, you could say, well, you know, some freak thing happened. But what are the chances of that freak thing happening twice or three times? Pretty unlikely. Uh, the next one was magnetic forces. The Bermuda Triangle is one of two places on Earth where a compass will point to true north instead of magnetic north. While true north is the fixed point with a line of longitude coverage on a map, magnetic north is constantly shifting. It's the point on the surface where its magnetic field points directly downward. The difference between two is called declination, and all train ship and airplane, pilot, airline, airplane pilots know how to account for it when charting their course. So the conspiracy theory that compass malfunctions are behind the Triangle's grisly history is easily debunked. First of all, it assumes that many experienced pilots were simply unaware of magnetic declination. Second, it can't explain the many, many boats and planes that pass through the area without incident. So, so the, the theory is that because the compass acts a little differently in the Bermuda Triangle, <coughs> excuse me, that um, because of that, people crash. Pirate doesn't make sense. To um, me. people who fly planes, people who drive boats, would know. Yeah. They would know the difference. The, and so. um, I've I used to have a um friend's dad who dro- who had a um who used to be a plane. Um, I don't see him anymore. I was friends yep. with him for like a year or something. And on the plane, it has its it has its magnetic north and its mm. true north compass. So it has two different compasses. Yep. And there and so. If you went across the Bermuda Triangle and the magnetic north pointed to the same as true north, yep. you would still know the way. Yeah. I, I I think that one's a silly... That's a silly one. There's no and then way. the electric ones, the electric ones that know that like they've got pinpoints yep. where they're meant to be. Like Some planes just have electric ones. And it's like, well, I don't think the Bermuda Triangle can like stop electricity. From... No. no. I think that's, uh, that's a bit much that. Okay, the next one, everybody's favourite, aliens. No surprises here. Where there are conspiracy theorists, there are usually UFOs. In this case, the story goes that aliens use the Bermuda Triangle as a portal to our planet. There they gather the people and technology they need to conduct their research on our species. This theory explains why many of the ships and planes that go down the Bermuda Triangle are never recovered. What do you think about aliens in the Bermuda Triangle? If there's aliens in a triangle, then there could be aliens in the centre of the ocean, so Mm. I'd exactly know. I've never heard of it being used as a portal by aliens, uh, but I guess that would make sense. Well, I I could probably say that, um, like, maybe an alien, like that fireball that that guy said, Mm. maybe that was an alien ship and they're pulling apart these boats and planes to fix the ship. Yep. And all these people, I don't know, I got helping and they're like in the center or something. And all these ships and stuff will get used to help build it and all these people who go missing, they all um they all like they all like help. Yeah. They get mind control or something. I don't know. It sounds like something that could be but doesn't. But with the amount of different things that have happened, I don't know if at least like maybe some of them sound like that. Yeah. But others sound like other things. So I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's an explanation. Um, I don't know so how good an explanation it is, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's uh, it's one. Obviously, we we don't know. It's an explanation to probably some of them, but yeah. not to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, so aliens, who knows? Well, another theory is methane bubbles. It's methane bubbles. Methane is gas, highly explosive. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, you know, like the gas that builds up. 
like even when we when we fart, that's methane. It's similar. That's what people have with a light. Light them up with a match. Don't try that at home, kids. Um, well, I had a, I had a, my mum's friend. Her name was I appreciate say that. But yeah, my mum's friend. Yeah. She had a friend who farted on a farted on a lighter. Yeah. And it burnt his entire butt. Yeah, that can happen. I've never done it. I'm not that stupid, but I do know people who've done it, and yeah, not something to try. We don't recommend. Anyway. So methane's a flammable gas, and um, it's not just fart bubbles. You can get methane bubbles in the ocean. In 2016, a group of researchers from the Arctic University of Norway announced that they had discovered massive half-mile craters at the bottom of the Barents Sea off the coast of Norway. The craters they hypothesized were caused by sudden explosions of deep underwater deposits of methane. So there is a conspiracy theorist that have picked up this idea that maybe in the Bermuda Triangle there were these methane explosions. I want to know, I know how the methane it. exploded in the first place. Like, well, all it needs is a spark. Yeah, but then kind. how do you get a spark underwater? Like, well, if there's a methane bubble, yeah, it's sure. It's a good point. But had the spark happen? It's a good point. Uh, I don't know, because there were actual craters in the bottom of the Barents Sea that they found. Um... But yeah, good point. I don't know. Maybe two rocks like crushing together or something can cause a spark. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the researchers themselves burst the bubble. Ha ha ha. As it were. We are not making any links to the Bermuda Triangle. Um, so there's no evidence that there have been these methane bubbles in the Bermuda Triangle. But it was one theory that was put forward. Interesting. Wormholes is the next one. Could the Bermuda Triangle be a portal to another space and time? A pilot by the name of Bruce Gernon says it is. I didn't believe in time travel or teleportation until it happened to me, Gernon says. The pilot alleges that a fog surrounded my craft and I leapt ahead 100 miles. Don't believe it? Luckily, Gernon documented what happened and memorized every detail of that flight, publishing a book about his experience in 2017. So, so he's saying that he was flying across the Bermuda Triangle. There was a fog that surrounded his craft, and then he was on hundred miles further forward than what he was, like in an instant, hundred miles ahead. So he was still in the so gas. It pushed him. It was a fog. Was he still in the fog when when he was a hundred miles forwards? Doesn't say. Fog surrounded my craft, and I leapt ahead one hundred miles. So. Interesting. Wormholes. Do you think possible? Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I'm not going to discount that. I had, I had... There's a lot about science and there's a lot about the world and the universe that we don't, we simply don't I know. I had... I had someone... I had like an uncle's friend who was friends with this guy who knew this... He was like an <coughs> old guy. Um, who, and he he work on mountains, right? And every time we'd be at the top of the mountain at, like, a certain time, this, like, portal would open. This portal would open, right? Yep. And he just chucked rocks into it. Like, to see what happened. And the rocks just always went through. They never came out the back because it was just, like, like paper thing. Portal. And then he chucked a chicken in. He chucked a chicken in eventually. And, um... And then he pulled it out. And the chicken... I don't remember what happened to the chicken. Yeah, it, like the chicken was like not okay or something. Yeah, but then when he came back, but when but when the day he decided he's going to go into the portal, the portal wasn't there anymore. Interesting. Wow. I've heard I've heard stories of people driving in a car, and then this fog. They drive into this fog, and then they come out of the fog, and they're in like another country or something. Like, just weird stuff like that. I I just tried to do a little search for it there, but I can't find anything on it, so maybe that's just some story that I was told. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, could be people go in these wormholes and then something weird happens and then the ship comes out of the wormhole, but the people don't. Where do they go? 
What happens to them? Don't know. Uh, water spouts is another one. According to NASA, let's have a look at how long we've been going, 45 minutes, we can keep going. Uh, water spouts are spinning columns of moist air that form over warm water. Akin to a tornado in the ocean, water spouts can feature wind speeds of up to 125 miles per hour. So that would take up against the plane. Yeah. That, yeah. like... It like, would be a huge water spout. Yeah, like a giant water spout. Um, giant water spout and it hits the plane. Yep. Yep. And like, they're saying that this could be the one that's closest to the truth. Uh, many and mishaps in the area were likely caused by bad weather and inexperienced navigators, um, but that's nothing special about the Bermuda Triangle. But then that's saying that like professional plane drivers who have been yeah. driving planes for a lot just don't know how to. The pilot them. can't just avoid a water spout. Does the water spout just come up like, and they can't avoid it? I don't know. That's pretty crazy. I reckon for some of the plane things, because I heard. I heard all it takes is like a pigeon to get in the plane motor and the plane motor blows itself up. Yeah. And then they go down. So, I don't know. Because I, I, heard, I heard a lot about like, if you're flying in a plane, um, they usually fly so high so birds don't hit the engines. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because if a bird hits the engine, they're in trouble. But I always thought, I always thought, if the engine's going that fast, would, why wouldn't it just shred the bird to pieces? Like the birds, the, one minute the bird's at the other end, and it's just shredded the entire bird. Yeah. It's like, well, nobody's moving that fast. Why didn't it shred the bird? Why did it blow itself up? Yeah, that's true. Well, um, tell us what you think if you want. Yeah. Um, watch out littlered at gmail.com is my email address or you can post on my Peter Peter Can Facebook page um, I think I'm on Twitter X as well I don't know I never check it so I wouldn't I wouldn't post there um, yeah um, just I guess we'll finish with this article I've found on Foxweather foxweather.com a scientist thinks he has cracked the code of one of the most enduring mysteries of the modern world, the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, we know all about it, so we can skip that paragraph and about all the conspiracy theories. Um, Australian scientist and author, Dr. Carl, explained this week that perhaps the legend aren't as mysterious as they seem. Well, if you go to the facts, they come from both the United States Coast Guard and the massive insurance company Lloyds of London, he told Fox Weather meteorologist Amy Freeze. Both of them reckon that there's no extra losses of ships or airplanes in that area. He also added that as a percentage, the disappearances are comparable to losses of ships and airplanes in any other part of the world. Some years a bit more, some years a bit less, he said, but the averages are the same. No one knows the exact number of disappearances that have occurred in the Bermuda Triangle, but common estimates include about 50 ships and 20 airplanes, according to Britannica.com. Among those include the doomed Flight 19, a group of five torpedo bombers that disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle. That's the one that I was talking about where um, they saw a light above them. And um, they just disappeared. And then they, they disappeared. Huh. Uh... Yeah, but apparently he was a bad navigator, the main guy. I don't know. Um, yeah, to carry on, he said, The original story of the Bermuda Triangle was written by Vincent Gaddis and appeared in the science fiction magazine Agassi. So, it, they're saying it's just a myth. Oh, uh... Another fact to be felt beside the massive number of storms is the fact the ocean goes down to not 5,000 feet, but 30,000. When it's going down, it's staying down. So that would mean that's why we don't find any of the wreckage because they're right down on the bottom of the ocean. It's 30,000 feet deep. That's pretty deep. Yeah. There's also a slight chance that something beneath the ocean waters could be responsible for the loss of some ships. There is a microscopic chance of something called methane, or the methane bubbles. But that's been debunked. So I don't know. I don't think he's solved the mystery, but... Some people are saying that there's no more uh, loss of 
ships and planes in that region than anywhere else in the world and just because of some mysterious disappearances it's gained a notorious um, myth around it but I don't know there's some pretty crazy ones maybe it's because we've heard of them and there are just as many crazy disappearances in other parts of the world that we haven't really heard about but interesting what do you think Final thoughts? I don't know. I, 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 I never really completely know, and I think nobody will actually know the truth. Yep. So. I tend to agree. Um, I've got an open mind about it. Really not sure. It's very far from where we live, but in terms of would I like to fly on a plane over the Bermuda Triangle? I'd probably pass. But you'd like to do it. So. I like to see what happens. So we're 50-50 on that. No, 50%. I'm very, I'm, I've learnt to be very open no matter what the thing is. So whether it's aliens to wormholes like, or like like the uh, Atlantis. Like people say yep. the Atlantis doesn't exist. I'm like, well, it could exist, but it could be, but it could just be changed into this magical fantasy. So you've got an open mind about the whole thing. Yeah, because Atlantis, if people say Atlantis is real, it could literally be a city that was built on an island that sunk mm. to the bottom of the ocean. But then people have changed it to this, like, I don't know, fantasy about the, um, that it's got magic and all this stuff in it. Well, so I don't okay. know. Maybe, maybe. I'll just keep an open mind about it. I think there's some pretty freaky stories there some of which really don't make any sense. And because of that, I think the Bermuda Triangle will always have this aura of mystery around it um, and a place that we would probably be a little bit nervous to go to. Yeah. Even if you believe that it's all false, you'd still be a bit nervous. All right, well, that brings us to the end of episode 21. We hope that you have enjoyed our uh, podcast or not. If you haven't listened to it, because that's what you're told not to. No one should ever listen to. Um, We'll be back after a short hiatus. I think you're going on a holiday, Marceline. I'm going up to Cairns. Have an enjoyable holiday in Cairns. And I'll be here until you get back. I think we're just going to go uh, during our holidays. Just going to go down to... I think we're going to go to Australia Zoo for a day. Um, yeah, you might do a couple of little things like that. Australia Zoo's quite good. Yeah, so that should be good. Um, and we will be back with Season 2. So we've been doing this for 20 weeks now. Gosh, it's gone quick. 21 weeks technically but yeah because we lost that first episode anyway in the meantime stay safe and have fun and all the rest of it and we will see you in season 2 and this was the really really boring podcast